Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats, which means we got a lot of good stuff for you today. One up and one down coming at you. One thing or player or team that's on the rise and one going in the opposite direction. We got name that team as well, starting pitching edition, as well as honesty hour. And I'm going to tell you, I really like my honesty hour this week. And I think there's going to be some people that completely disagree but also people that agree, we'll see. But I'm passionate about it. Name that team. Twitter questions, one up, one down, honesty hour. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. the show already what is up my friends happy tuesday it's the first of two tuesday episodes this week and shohei otani news will release later in the day but alex i'm excited because as i mentioned i don't know if you know it yet but huh. my honesty hour i'm gonna come in hot today i, I have some thoughts i'm this excited will be good. i like kind of know your honesty hour but not fully because yeah. i like to be surprised <laughs> i also want like an honest reaction to what yeah you're that's say. what I, I want i don't want to overthink it that's what i want so i didn't like fully look into it okay yeah you know what else i'm looking forward to what tonight the braves and the mets Ooh. start their big series that is a big series this is big especially because the mets just got swept by the blue jays and they are five and a half games back behind the first place braves with the miami marlins in the middle yeah. there what honestly hearing five and a half back with how the mets have played isn't bad you would think it'd okay. be like, Take that positive side Especially of with how the Braves were playing at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, to where it is now. You know, the Braves lost a series to the to the A's. Yeah. Um, so they haven't been firing on all cylinders either. So the Mets are okay. Yeah. But, man, they have not been playing well. No. Obviously, like you said, got swept by the Blue Jays. Series is in Atlanta. So this is this is gonna favor the Braves. And the Braves have been series. good. I mean Yeah, they've been I mean the, the series of the D backs. Uh, they were good. I I love the D-backs. You know that. Mm -hmm. D-backs have been good. Braves won that series. So this is, you know, I know it's June. It's early June. It doesn't but a matter. Big series. When it's a divisional matchup and these are two teams that are usually battling it down to like yeah. the last week of the season. It literally came down to the last. They were playing each other in like one of the last series of oh, the yeah. season last year. And that determined who finished in first place. So these are the big ones that matter, especially when it's a divisional rival. Because it's almost like you win yeah. two games. When you beat them, because they go down, you go up. That, it's gonna be they're great. They're always fun series. They're yeah. always good. Well, speaking of up and down, let's get into our one up, one down this week. Ben, we're starting with you. Who's your up? My up this week is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ooh, okay. Tell now me I've more. had them earlier in the year when they were playing hot, and I feel like everybody just thought the Pirates fell off a cliff, and now they're not any good anymore. Well, guess what? They sweep the Cardinals. 
They're now 31 and 27. They had won five games in a row entering the new week. They're just outside of first place, looking good. Mitch Keller's been one of the best pitchers in baseball all year long. David Bednar and Colin Holderman have been one of the best back end of the bullpen, back end of a of a bullpen in all of baseball. The Buckos are playing good baseball. Yeah. They're my one up. That five in a row. They look. Don't sleep on the. Don't sleep on the Pirates. That's all I'm saying. Okay. What about yours? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of mentioned my one up. Hmm. My one up are the Miami Marlins. Ooh. And you know why? They're sitting pretty in second place right now in the NL East, just below the Braves. They are three, I think, three games out of first place behind the Braves. And they're above the Mets and the Phillies, who were both extremely favorable teams heading into this season. Obviously, both have underperformed up until this point, but they're seven and three in their last 10 games. Louisa Rise hit. 545 last week, the best batting average in Major League Baseball. Even Sanchez hit 462, tied for sixth best in Major League Baseball last week. Miami has a lot of potential. They have a lot of great young players, but they also have a core group of established guys who have proven themselves, who have won big awards. They have the batting title in Luisa Rise. They have the reigning Cy Young winner in Alcantara, who had a great kind of come back to his outing in Sunday's game. But yeah, Miami's my up this week. I I like it. We yeah. talked about them in Monday's episode and I'm a look, I'm a big fan of what this team is doing. And you talk about how good their pitching rotation is. Sandy Alcantara has been their worst pitcher this year. Which you is know crazy. that's gonna turn like the guy's dominant. Yeah. He's gonna be great. I, I truly believe he's going to figure it out. And I don't, you know, I use the term worse rather, you know, I, I don't know if he's literally been there worse, but of their like three or four good starters in that rotation, yeah. he hasn't been very good. And you have to believe that's going to turn around. And then you add to that the Yuri Perez's of the world, the Edward Cabrera's who have shown that they can be dominant. Mm hmm. On top of, yeah, you have a guy like Luis Arise, who's a big average guy. He's mm -hmm. not going to hit a ton of homers. But then Jorge Soler hit 12 homers in May. Like, yeah. I feel, you know, like, I, I like him. Yeah. I, I like your answer. Thank you. Um, I'm equally as passionate, Alex, about my one down. Who's your one down? I am down on the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. This team has no fight. There is no fight to this Cardinals team. Now, I'm not one to call for jobs, really, but we really need to consider what Ali Marmol is to this team and if he has a future as the manager of this St. Louis Cardinals team. They've lost seven of their last ten games entering the new week. They were swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're in dead last place in the NL Central. This is bad. The start to their year is historically bad. They haven't been this bad through 60 games since 1995. Oof. 1995, they haven't been as bad since then. Joe Torre was their manager that year. Gas prices, Alex, $1.38. The number one song was Water Runs Dry by Boys to Men. Batman Forever <laughs> was the number one movie in theaters. And Pedro Martinez was on the Montreal Expos No. It has been that long since the Cardinals have been this bad through their first 60 games of the season. 
The front office has been abysmal, and it's not just this year. To me, you got to step back a couple of years and where this really started rearing its head. For me, Mike Schilt and the way they handled that situation when he was their manager. Mike Schilt was in the Cardinals organization for eight years. Years. He worked his way up from being a scout in the Cardinals organization to being the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. He was fired after the 2021 season, which was historic for the St. Louis Cardinals. They had a historic 17 game winning streak, the longest in franchise history, which got them into the playoffs that year. They made the playoffs for three straight years. Mike Schilt was running that team and running it well. He was NL Manager of the Year finalist after the 2021 season, and he was fired. He got fired after being an NL Manager of the Year finalist. Three consecutive years in the playoffs, 252 and 199 was his record. Fired over philosophical differences. Philosophical differences is why he was fired. This is what Mike Schild had to say after his firing. Uh, he said this last year. I have a broken heart. It still hurts. It hurts bad. When it first happened, I broke down. I was inconsolable. I got better as time went on. Then I got down here, put on a Padres uniform, and it hit me. Now it just hit me again. He also said there were just some things that I felt could be better, and I thought I was in a safe place to share them. Clearly, I wasn't. So he vocalized some things to the team, to the front office that he felt could be better, and he was fired over that, over philosophical differences. Are you kidding me? He was fired for not being a puppet for the organization down on the field. That's ridiculous. Now fast forward to this season. This season starts with the Tyler O'Neill situation where Ali Marmol felt like he wasn't hustling hard enough. So what did he do? He called him out publicly, publicly. Tyler O'Neill was frustrated by that situation and voiced as much to the media like, hey, you could have brought that to me. Ali Marmol doubled down, doubled down publicly with this entire situation. Ridiculous. The terrible mishandling of the Jordan Walker situation where he was having a good start to his career and then they just sent him down, sent him back down to the minor leagues, which guess what? Oh, by the way, they called him back up, and now he's going to play enough time this year to just barely not play enough games to still have an extra year of rookie eligibility. Shocker. Cardinals handling that situation in a typical way. They put the entire blame for the pitching staff and the rotation on Wilson Contreras, your $90 million new signing. You put all the blame on him and move him out of the catcher position. The St. Louis Cardinals are a proud organization with a great track record for winning. And I just feel like this current front office is tearing it down in the name of analytics and having control over what's down on the field. Sure, analytics are great, but at some point you have to have some feel. Mike Schilt had feel. Jordan Walker was getting results. The pitching staff clearly wasn't the answer. But in the term, the name of analytics, we're, we're changing all that. This team is extremely talented and more than capable of winning in a weak NL Central, but it just feels like they're going through the motions. This is unacceptable out of the St. Louis Cardinals. They are my one down. I felt that. It is. I know. It's so frustrating. It's especially when a team has pieces 
to be successful. And you felt like they were turning it around. We talked about May. it coming into the season. Yeah. And, yeah, into the season. You feel like, you know, a couple of years ago, they had, I'm wearing a shirt. They had Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado just pretty much falls into their laps. Mm-hmm. What were the Rockies doing? I don't know. I have no idea. But all I know is the Cardinals ended up with Nolan Arenado and somehow an extra $50 million because of the whole situation falls into your lap. And then, you know, up and down and up and down and then a really bad start to this year and then in May they it appeared they kind of started to figure it out and turn it around well then end of May early June just more of mediocrity and and bad swept by the Pirates I watched their game the other day they're just they're going through the motions and to me when you see a team in the middle of the year just going through the motions a manager is a big part of that a manager everything yeah you got to have someone who's going to step up and not only be the voice and the leader on the field, but in the clubhouse yeah. and in the dugout. Who's doing that for them? And you got to buy in. You got to believe in your leader. Yeah. It's tough. All right. They are my one down. Alex, who is your one down? So, my one down, this does not bring me any joy because I really dislike talking down about my teams and a team that I love, and a team that I believe in. My one down this week are the Angels. With everything they have on the line this season, to try to keep Shohei Otani, and a position they need to put themselves in to continue to stay in the fight for the postseason, and to get to the playoffs, which is how you are going to be able to keep Shohei Otani, you can't have these stretches where you go three and seven over the last 10 games. You fall behind the two Texas teams in your division who are red hot right now, especially a divisional matchup against Houston this weekend where you lose three of four to the Astros. They're currently in third place, eight and a half out of first place in the AOS, four and a half games out of the wild card spot behind the entire AL East. Meaning, if you want to snag a wild card spot and make a playoff run, and you want to keep Otani, you need to be winning more series <laughs> you than jump a lot of AL East teams. You got to, yeah, all of them. <laughs> you have to jump all of them. And just this past week, their offense struck out 69 times. That's the second most in the majors. They hit just 188 with runners in scoring position, and no team struck out more with runners in scoring position than the Angels this past week. So they're not taking advantage of the opportunities. That's where you need to capitalize. If you want to keep Shohei Otani, and I know the entire Angels organization and the fan base will do anything to keep him, you got to win. And you can't have these bad stretches. Yeah. That's my down. I agree. They, they are striking out way, way too, too much. much. And I actually, it's funny because I ended up having a discussion about this on, on Twitter over the last couple of days because... Somebody tweeted out the uh, baseball savant page for mm-hmm. Luisa Rise, which is, you know, you see the red and where yeah. they rank the red and the blue and where they rank in terms of the analytics and stuff. And Luisa Rise has a lot of blue, but really he's in the hundredth percentile in whiff percentage, balls in play and expected mm-hmm. batting average on balls in play. But towards the bottom in terms of exit velocity and all that stuff. And I tweeted this out. I tweeted the game of baseball is funny. You put the ball in play, you don't strike out, and you don't swing and miss, good things tend to happen. 
And a lot of the responses ended up being like, show this to the angels, please. Because a lot of, you know, like the game of baseball really has changed a lot over the last couple of years where not even the last couple of years, the last decade. And I don't disagree with it to to a degree, but we got to the point where it's all exit velocity, all launch angle. And look, the end of my career was even the same way. And I went to a hitting coach that was the same way. And I felt like my swing was a million times better. And I totally understand it. But there also is a degree still to, look, cut down on strikeouts, put the ball in play, don't swing and miss. And when you put the ball in play, good things tend to happen, mm-hmm. especially now this year with the rule changes and the defenders playing in yep. certain places. Put the ball in play, good things happen. Luis Arise does not hit the ball hard. I think he's in like the 30th percentile for exit velocity. But he's batting around 400. I mean, put the ball in play. Good things happen, and certainly over the last week, the Angels have not been doing that, no. and the results have not been good. Yeah, yeah, it's I agree tough, with you. and it's tough because I, I think we both obviously follow the team with Shohei Otani and Trout, and I worked with them for ten years, so they have a big place in my heart. You don't want to talk down on your teams, but they got to figure this out. I want them to be good for the reason that I think all baseball fans just—I want Mike Trout in the playoffs. He deserves. I want Shohei Otani. In the playoffs. He deserves to be in they the playoffs. Are, they are two. They are two of the biggest stars in the game, mm-hmm. and we don't get to watch them on the biggest stage because the team nope. constantly. You remember that stretch they went on last year? They lost. They lost two weeks worth of games straight. <laughs> Brutal. More. I mean, it, it was remarkable, and they just tend to go on these streaks, and yeah. that can't happen. You can't. Uh, so I want to see Shohei and Mike Trout in the playoffs because the game of baseball deserves that. But uh, as of right now. We are, again, not looking at that. No. Well, let's keep things honest because it's time for Honesty oh, Hour. Oh, baby. Ben, let's get in the trust tree. Let's what are we talking about today? Come on in, my friends. I am going to have a lot of people that do not agree with me here. Okay. But I also think people will agree with me. But I have seen enough. Enough is enough. We need to see the double base at first base. Like an expanded base, like an like, expanded base, like the normal base, and then the same Put thing another on one the other in, side. You know, like you, you know where we see this huh. in softball. Yeah, we need to take this from softball, and a lot of people are going to disagree. I don't care. This is what we need. I have seen enough. This play, if you're watching, oh my Royce goodness. Lewis on Sunday, terrifying. Honestly, <gasps> be cautious watching this. It oh. was awful. Royce Lewis has had two season-ending surgeries. Um, uh, season-ending injuries. He's now mm. come back. He's been great for the Twins. Play down the third baseline. He's running down the. He's running down to first. Hits the base. The first baseman has to catch it a little awkwardly. Uh, footwork not great there from the first baseman. A guy that doesn't play a ton of first base. They end up colliding. Royce Lewis flips over the first baseman and literally lands upside down on his neck. It was gruesome. It is awful to even watch. A play that could be avoided with this. And also, Alex, I talked about this last week. Mm. The the base path yeah. line, the 45-foot oh, foul territory base path, that whole rule where you have to be you have to be in the what do you call it? The for, the 45-foot lane. Yeah. You have to be in the lane from the 45-foot mark on, which is in foul territory. However, 
first base is in fair territory. So you can't get hit if you're running straight down the line. You can't get hit in the back with the baseball because you'll be out. You have to be in that 45-foot lane, but you have to come back over to fair territory to touch the base. We saw it in the Tigers game. And I, I again, I think that needs to change. This, is, this could all be alleviated by extending the base into foul territory. All of it. You reduce injuries. You reduce that dumb play where you can just get hit in the back with a baseball by running straight to first. And if you're an inch into the grass, guess what? You're out. Oh boy, great. No, this could alleviate all of that. But this, this is the reason. The Royce Lewis play on Sunday is the reason I'm saying enough is enough. And anyone that doesn't like this simply doesn't like it because they have it in softball. And to that, I say, grow up. Why, why would we not do this? This makes so much sense. Get rid of the injuries. Get rid of the 45-foot lane rule. I mean, it'll still be there, but you have an easy reason to run in the foul lane. This needs to happen. There's no reason for it to not happen. And honesty hour, double base, extend the base into foul territory. It alleviates all of it. I agree with you 110%. Yes. I have seen way too many injuries with two players running to first base, whether it's a pitcher running to catch the that ball. That play, too. I, yeah. One of the – Garrett Richards, it's like oh, – yeah. It's burned this. into my brain the scream that he made when he completely destroyed his knee by running and trying to get to first base. It's just such an awkward encounter. If there's any way that you can – change something to prevent future injuries that isn't going to affect the game, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Just also thinking out loud here, like, you know, take it from a guy that has rolled over to a lot of balls to the left side of the infield and tried to run down and beat it out at first and just to be out by a step or two. Did it a lot of times. But every time you run down to first, if it's not a perfect throw, you worry about stepping on the first baseman's Achilles. Yep. You worry about them jumping and running into their arm. I also played a lot of first base professionally. I have a torn left labrum. My shoulder popped out one time because I had to do that play where you have to jump off the base, catch it, and try and swipe tag the runner. <laughs> Went to tag. My shoulder just – I almost lost my arm. My shoulder just completely popped out. It's just a dangerous mm. situation that we can fix. You know, like, I shouldn't have to worry about stepping on the first baseman's Achilles and really endangering them and their career because I'm trying to beat out an infield hit. I shouldn't have to worry about any of that because I should have the ability to just touch the base in a spot that is much, much safer and not a ton going on. What's the downside of extending the base? That's, I guess, my question here. I. What would be the argument? That's my point. Why wouldn't you do it? That's my point. I mean... It's not going to affect the runner being able to get to the base faster. It's not going to affect – it's not going to give an advantage, I think, to either player. No. Would it? It would just prevent injuries. I agree. That's it. Look, I I agree. And when this Royce Lewis play happened – I can't even watch it. I, I tweeted I – can't, I can't even watch it. I it's tweeted so, as a reply ooh. to that video. I should have put, like, a caution because it is yeah. bad. I tweeted as a reply, enough is enough. We need the extended base. And I feel like the only people – that do disagree and are passionate about it, mm -hmm. it's because it's in softball. And mm -hmm. seriously, grow up. Yeah, grow up. <laughs> Alex has some thoughts, but don't I don't even, think she's going to. Don't even get me started <laughs> on those people.
because they comment on my on my stuff daily and all women in sports. So, you know, guys, just go sit down. <laughs> just sit down. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't see a reason why we wouldn't have it. And I just think uh, over the last two weeks, I have been very passionate about two separate plays. Right, the 45-foot yeah. lane and the runner getting hit in the back while pretty much running straight down the line. We've seen that a few times over the last few years. And then this play was with Royce Lewis, which leads to why not? Mm -hmm. Just add, just just do it. Yep. Like there's really no downfall to it. Yeah. So I'm with you. That was a good one. Thank you. That was Thank a good you. one. All right. Ooh. You know what that means. Yeah. Time for your favorite game. It's good timing on that music. Yeah. Hey, that's a good sign. Time for name that team. All right. I went. What, did I go one for? Th I went one for three last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, this that's is okay. rotation edition. This is still rotation. Okay. So I'm gonna give you one through five where the pitcher was either drafted out of high school, college, or the country that they signed out of. Okay. Are you ready for team number one? I am ready. Let's do this. All right. I need to be better than last week. Team number one, Japan, high school out of California, UCLA, Oregon, and University of Louisville. Name that team. Angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one for one. I was like, he's going to know because it's Shohei. Shohei, and like... but I, we've talked because there are other aces that are that are from Japan, yeah. but uh, Tyler Anderson knew Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Sandoval I knew as a high school guy in California. Okay. So context right. clues plus, yeah. Got that might have been your fastest one yet. Yeah, that was pretty fast. You're making up for last week. I never, you know, like, you know, for yeah. the TikTok crew, we always put these out on, on social media. Like, yeah. that's not going to give them much time. No, not you at know? all. <laughs> You're going to have to like... A couple seconds later, <laughs> like just kind of expand it. A few seconds Can later. Thank SpongeBob. You. Yep. All right. Okay. You were picking up what I was putting down. Yep. All right. Ready for team number two Dominican Republic, Stenson University. Is it Ellen? Elon? Elon. Elon. Thank you. Huh. Elon University, uh, Gonzaga, and Texas AM. Name that team. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Alex? For this one, because yeah. there's a lot of Dominican Republic aces in the league. Okay. So for this one, let's take a step back okay. to a friend of the pod from last year. Oh, so you know what it is. You're just oh, dragging it out. Okay. I know. Okay. Friend of the pod from last year, Logan Gilbert. You know where he went to school? Stetson. <laughs> Give me the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Good work. Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Elon, Mark, Marco Gonzalez. Gonzaga, I didn't know that. Yeah. Bryce Miller, Texas A&M. All right. This is good. Two You're for two. Good. <sighs> Can I go three for three? Can you go three for three? The first two I've gotten pretty quickly. You you knew them right away. I had to drag that one out. <laughs> I know. You didn't want to do it again. All right. Hey. What? So, okay. Team number three. St. Mary's College, Indiana State, high school out of Oklahoma, Colombia and Dominican Republic. Name that team. Hmm. Are you like playing me again? Like, do no. you know it? Okay. No. Hmm. I don't know. Colombia, I feel like. I feel like the Colombia pitcher pitched in the World Baseball Classic. Um, 
Shoot. Nah, this one's tough. Dominican, end of the rotation. Columbia. 20 seconds. Let me know if you want a hint and phone a friend. No, I don't want a hint. Okay. God, I feel like I'm close. 10 seconds. is Columbia, but it's not him. St. Mary's, Indiana mm -hmm. State. Let's High go. School out of Oklahoma. Let's go. I don't know it. Uh, Ace was in the news a lot before the season. All right, Milwaukee Brewers. Oh. Oh, okay. That was going to be my. Would you have gotten that with that hint? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Probably not. That was a tough one. All right. All right, two That's for okay. three. Not bad. Pretty, Pretty good. Pretty good. I'll, I'll go I'll go B plus. B plus, yeah, because you got the first two so fast. Great. Yeah. Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. All right, before we wrap things up, we got some Twitter questions. Great. Love these. You ready? Yep. Our first one comes from Big Texas Guy. <laughs> With the Rangers and Astros both playing so well, is there any kind of Texas rivalry there? First off, gotta love big Texas guy asking about two Texas teams. Mm -hmm. Just a big Texas guy. Rangers and Astros both playing so well. Is there any kind of Texas rivalry there? Um, this is an interesting question because my mind goes to no. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel like a rivalry in part because the Astros have been so good for so long and the Rangers haven't been good for a while. But now... Mm. Maybe that's starting to change. Okay. And there is a there is like a name for their series when they play each what other. The Lone Star series. Okay. And you can win the silver boot at the end of the year when you win more games. But that's kind of all there is to the rivalry to this point. But this year, you know, like maybe. I feel like to start a rivalry, like to really kick off a rivalry, you need what happened last year in the playoffs with Padres-Dodgers, yeah. where the Padres finally took that step and beat them when it mattered the most. Yeah. What have the Rangers done to like upset the Astros over the last, you know, however Nothing. long? They would also have to beat them they in have the postseason. Right. Or yeah. beat them in the, win the division. Eh, uh, <sighs> No, I, I think it has to be like in you knock them out. 
Yeah. It's a knocking out situation. I don't disagree. Yeah. I, I just think if the if the Rangers can win the AL West this year, really, you know, like over the last five years, they've kind of been like the laughing stock where they haven't been good. And then they spend half a billion dollars on Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. And the talk becomes, ha, for what? You guys are still going to stink. And then they go out and get Jacob deGrom and Nate Eovaldi, who's been fantastic. And guess what? Oh, by the way, they're, as of yesterday in my power rankings, the second best team in the game of baseball right mm -hmm. now. Like this team is the real deal. If they can win the division and do some damage in the playoffs, because they might not play each other in the playoffs. Yeah. If they can do some damage, win the division, take it from the Astros, win the AL, you know, the the American League has run through the Astros. So yes. maybe they won't face each other in the playoffs, but what I'll, what I'll, I'll add on this on top okay. of you, because I do agree, either beat them in the playoffs or take away that Astros AL championship series stretch that they're on right now. Six yeah. in a row. If that becomes the the Rangers and they win, then guess what? Then we have a rivalry on our hands. But as of right now, I will say no. That's fair. Okay. All right, our next Twitter question from Seth Green also has to do with the AL West. Are you still picking the Astros to win the AL West? I, w I will still pick it. I okay. will still pick them because – you don't think Texas is gonna gonna hold on to this? I will. I believe in the Rangers. Yeah. I just, I really believe in the Astros as well. It, okay. Again, it's the Astros to lose, and they're playing really good baseball still. So, you look up right now, and in the the divisions fairly close with the Rangers playing like on a different planet. Yeah. You know, so the Astros are still right on their heels while not starting off this season very well. The Astros are one of the best teams in baseball. The American League still runs through the Houston Astros. The American League West still runs through the Houston Astros. Do not get it twisted. But I do believe in the Rangers. Okay. Just, I think they make the playoffs. That's fair. I yeah. definitely think they make the playoffs. Yeah. All right, moving on to our third Twitter question. This one comes from uh, Double Player. Thoughts on Lindor's struggles and Mets getting swept by the Blue Jays? Um, I'm... I'm a little disappointed in Francisco Lindor right now. Not because of struggles. Struggles happen, right? Um, the reason I'll say this is because I watched a game. Uh, I watched the Sunday game. Lindor is obviously struggling. He struck out three times on, on Sunday. Struck out eight times in the series against the Blue Jays. Taking pitches right down the middle, four strike three. But you know what? That happens, and it's baseball. And a lot of those couch experts will sit at home and yell at Lindor because we're paying you all this money, and you're not any good. Well, guess what? He doesn't want to struggle, obviously. He's going to be fine. I do believe that. He's Francisco Lindor. The reason I'm a little bit frustrated, I watched, a game, I watched the game on Sunday. He got a hit out to center field off the end of the bat, ends up staying in the air for a while. Dalton Varsho can't quite catch that out in center field. Francisco Lindor, who has some speed, should have been on second base and he ends up on first so right now what i see with lindor's he's going through it a little bit and it's affecting every facet he's still playing good defense but man he should have had a double and those things affect the game that game ends up being really close between the blue jays you have what should have been a double lindor's not hustling that's not like him he, he should have been standing on second base there i think these struggles are affecting him as well as the new york mets the mets go as Lindor goes. That's just the cold, hard truth. He's the guy. He drives in the runs. And you have tons of other good players on the team that can do tons of different things, right? Like Jeff McNeil is the batting title winner. He's going to get on base. He's going to hit for a high average. Pete Alonso is the home run guy. He's going to hit for homers. Lindor is 
is the guy that you have on the huge contract that you need to be the heart and soul of the team. And when Francisco Lindor is going well, the entire team is going well. And that's why I think to this point, we haven't seen the New York Mets play very good baseball. And guess what we've seen? We've seen Pete Alonso leading the league in home runs. We've seen Lindor or um, McNeil at times hitting for a very high average. Still, average is up there. It's Lindor to me that needs to be the piece that is the leader of this team, hits for a high power, hits for high average, steals some bases, plays great defense. He's Mr. Smile. He's the face of this Mets team, and he needs to be the one to turn it around. And right now, I think his struggles at the plate are leaking over into other aspects of his game. So I'm a little bit disappointed in that aspect. But um, yeah, I don't even, was there, what was the rest of that question? Did I answer the whole question? You did. It was fair. Thoughts on Lindor's struggles. You gave that. Mm-hmm. And then Mets getting swept by the Blue Jays. Yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. Bad, bad, bad sweep. Um, Justin pitched in that series. Lost one nothing on Friday. The offense has just been anemic. Well, you said the Mets are going to do as Lindor does. And if Lindor's struggling, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. All right, let's get to our final Twitter question. And I I like this one. This okay. is from Lakers and Eight. Will Artie Moreno actually let Otani walk without getting anything for him? And would this be the worst mistake in the history of baseball, considering the haul Otani could bring? This is, it's so complicated and it's so twisted. So the question in itself is asked in a complicated manner. I totally agree. But saying, will Artie Moreno let Shohei walk without getting anything? Well, if you if you get to pass the trade deadline without letting Shohei go, then you're gonna lose him in free agency. Yeah. So is that like is that specifically Artie Moreno's fault for not trading him at the deadline to get something? I think with this current Angels team, there is a lot of blame to place on Artie Moreno for the way he's gone about things over the last however many years you want to put. I I do think to answer the question, I guess perfectly is I do think Artie Moreno is going to let Shohei go without getting anything because I don't believe he's going to get traded at the trade deadline. And that's the only way you're going to get anything for him at this point. If you're going to stick with this team, and I do believe he's going to stick with it, though they're around the 500 mark, if you're going to stick with this team through the trade deadline, you're not going to get anything for Shohei when and if he walks in free agency. And he will have... Who's going to blame him? Who's going to blame him? If Shohei leaves in free agency, who's going to blame him? Not Angels fans. They'll be the no. first to say, "Get you know what? I get it. You deserve. Go win. You, yeah, you deserve, deserve it. that. And and it's so frustrating. But I truly believe we are we are going to see. I do believe Artie Moreno is going to let him walk. Um, I don't think anything's going to be done at the trade deadline, and I don't think Moreno is going to fork over the cash or do what no. needs to be done with the team no. to retain Shohei at this point. For Shohei to stay with the Angels, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be high offer wins. I think it would be. You need to show me a willingness to win and do yeah. the right thing with this team. And has he done that over the last decade? I say no. Uh-oh. I think. Uh, I. I think. I think we're going to see Shohei on a different team next year. I do too, and it breaks my heart for Angels fans and the Angels organization because. They could get an entire like an entire farm system and a star player for Shohei Otani, and they could turn this team around. But we've, as you mentioned, the last decade we've seen it 
with Trout. He signed a huge, massive deal and still to this day says, I believe in this team and I want to bring a championship to Anaheim and I want to win for the Angels, but it's it hasn't been able to happen and it hasn't even gotten close. The big it hasn't con- even gotten close. I agree. The big contracts with this team, I want to specify are not the problem. No. It's just the big contracts to the wrong players at the wrong time. You know, like Mike Trout's massive long contract, great. Like, yeah, yeah, believe in your players, do it. If they're able to do it with Shohei, I think we can all admit, great. Albert Pujols, a massive decade-long contract when he's already in his 30s? I love Albert Pujols, the player. I grew up watching Albert. But that tells you something. I grew up watching Albert. When he's in his 30s is probably not the time for a decade-long, extremely expensive contract. And those contracts set the organization back years and years and Mm -hmm. years. And I'm hopeful Anthony Rendon isn't becoming one of those, but we need Anthony Rendon on the field. So long contracts, fine, but you got to do them the right way. And uh, I don't know if Shohei's going to be one of those long contracts with the Angels. Yeah. He will get a long contract, and he will get, what, half a half a bill at least? Yeah, at least half at a least. bill. At least it's going to be insane. So uh, shout out for those questions, especially Lakers and eight. That's a great name. Lakers and eight. Do yeah. they still have a chance, Alex? Your Lakers. Could they win an eight? How's that Rub work? it in. <laughs> Rub it in. All right, my friends. That does it <laughs> for this first Tuesday episode. There will be two today, this week, and Shohei Otani News. What a great week. Uh, A lot to talk about in that episode as well. That comes out later in the day on Tuesday. So if it's already later in the day, go listen to that one as well. But until Wednesday, this does it, my friends. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch everything we do on YouTube as well, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you for listening, my friends. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.